Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion. We are in a very special context, maybe a context of a lifetime, uh, living a pandemic uh, crisis all over the world. And we are here in trying to bring you the best tools to navigate wartime, uh, even if you are in an in a industry that is benefiting from the crisis, scaling up now, if you are not preparing to scale up uh, later and maybe in a moment scaling down, but getting stronger after uh, the crisis. So today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, her name is Viviana Silva, uh, the VP at ASPPA. Viviana, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. So thanks for inviting me to be here. It's a pleasure and an honor. Likewise. And um, yeah, let, let's get to know a little bit more about yourself. You are, you are based in, in Germany uh, at the moment. You are Portuguese as myself. Uh, but I will let you uh, explain a little bit more about yourself and about ASPPA. Yes, so I will maybe start from this uh, my childhood and Portuguese background because I think it fits a little bit these war times and capabilities and skills that uh, we need to have. So, in my background, my father, so he was a military and he was a soldier in the Portuguese colonial war, and I think he was detrimental for my education. So basically, he was always treating me equally as my brother. So he had no differences between, so uh, to be a girl. And uh, so he always encouraged me and told me, okay, listen, you are as strong and intelligent as a boy and you should never fear to fight them or even to compete with them. And so basically he always so um, cleverly divert me from typical girls uh, activities like uh, playing with dolls and uh, so dancing ballet. And so encouraged me to go a little bit more for sportive uh, activities, as for instance, uh, uh, also strategic like chess. And then later I was judo player and uh, rowing. So I was high level com uh, competitor in judo and rowing. And uh, from this judo, so I think uh, is really um, a good experience. So basically we learn that uh, you can fall uh, seven times, but you need to get up eight. You never give up. And it's really in judo, if you know the, uh, the sport, you really fall down in the floor and then you need to continue. <laughs> and so I think that for me was really a good basis and uh, to, to have this experience, this perseverance. And uh, also now, after a while, so I'm, I became also a chemical engineer. So also a little bit pushing the sense of the going for the stems. Uh, so my father at the age of 12 put me in the first uh, coding, uh, basic, so visual basic coding. Uh, wow. And uh, always tries to, because he saw that, okay, the informatics will be the future. And he was always a little bit ahead and put it in this path. So I became chemical engineer and after some experience as professor in Polytechnic Institute uh, and then experience as business leader in a startup, I became then associate with uh, research in uh, Porto University. And at the time, life was also going very well, so uh, professionally and privately. Privately, so I had married and I got a, a son. But come the financial crisis in Portugal, wow. and 
of those Mayas and myself, we saw that we might be facing an opponent too. We took the, the very difficult uh, decision of moving to Germany with a 10 months year old uh, uh, son, a boy, and, uh, and join uh, DSF, both of us. So in a totally foreign country, not speaking the language, but really thinking ahead, thinking in stability in our family and how we can cope with this situation. So- and, That's off for you. Yeah, and uh, okay, we leave our passions, our dream, our family behind, but we are here making the best out of it. So actually became another opportunity that maybe you didn't have if you are in a no crisis situation. So we need always to see the, the good aspects of uh, crisis. Absolutely. And then uh, ASPA was also a little bit the same situation. So I was part of ASPA, but not very strongly because ASPA is association of the Portuguese postgraduates in Germany. And is a non-profit organization. So we try to, to, to defend the interests of the Portuguese people in Germany. We try to, to make bridges between Portugal and uh, the Portuguese community here, and also to promote the culture and our science and our networks. How I become VP? So actually it was never planned. So I, I, I didn't have this goal of being so active and in the leadership of mm -hmm. such organization that is well uh, carried here in Germany and also in Portugal by, by the, the ministers of science and technology and foreign affairs and here in Germany by the embassy and the consulates. They really appreciate our work. But how it, how it was this, so I was in the General Assembly in 2018 and suddenly uh, it was supposed to, to be an election to, to, to elect the new board and nobody took uh, the, the move to be the leader. <laughs> nobody really did. And uh, my friend Sophia told me, so she was a little more involved there, Viviana, if you don't do nothing, Aspa will die. And so... Basically, this was for me, okay, a call for action. So, you know, this sense of urgency, <laughs> we cannot let, uh, let that happen. So, and so I, I really uh, took this kind of decision, okay, I will do it. I know that uh, is uh, complex because it's volunteering. Eh? So we are not talking about your primary uh, uh, job or family, something that is come on top. And this, it needs courage to embrace this kind of uh, uh, commitment that you are uh, giving. So, and uh, but I was also passionate, and I engaged my colleagues, and we just embraced this experience. So, yeah, that was our journey to come here to Aspa. So, it's also crisis that uh, led us to some steps and move forward. What's what's a great a great way to start the show and uh, add up for for you uh, add up for you uh, Viviana and uh, just to give context to the audience as well so Viviana as you said has been working and and this one I didn't know uh, in a startup uh, early on uh, she's also now uh, working in a very large corporate uh, and going through we discussed here a lot also going through from one B to 
one tree in, in revenues. We also discussed the scale-ups from one to um, uh, one million to 100 million and one B. And, uh, and of course, in a moment of uh, crisis, uh, also representing a cause and helping a community uh, going through this time with association. It's really uh, an amazing background, an amazing guest to, to have on, on the show. And, and by the way, just to give some context, everyone is curious and uh, to give context also for the audience, we are recording this podcast on the 8th of April because nowadays every single day uh, counts and every single hour. So the context is changing so much. So we are discussing in a context of the 8th of April of, uh, of 2020. Uh, how, how is it going in, in Germany uh, with all those pandem pandemic crises? As you know, uh, UK and almost all Europe, uh, Portugal, Spain, Italy is in, in lockdown. And I know that the lockdown in Germany at this time is not so severe. Yes, that is true. So here the lockdown, it, it is not as severe. And I think uh, um, that is because of the numbers that we see are quite positive, uh, generally, in Germany. and uh, But of course, we have uh, lockdowns uh, even indirectly. So And also, we have the social responsibility to, to try to prevent. So don't trust right. the numbers. You never know. <laughs> right. <laughs> will change. And that is, right now, our concern. So we can, uh, is this really the, the risk already gone, or you need to continue to be careful? So the, the, the key aspect is that the schools are closed. So basically all kids are at home. So most of the, um, the companies, so and in this case, uh, I'm uh, talking now as a professional. So the, if, you, uh, if you can, you are doing home office. So you work from home and, uh, all, uh, and they try to get uh, implement the measures that for those that need to go to work and to, 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 uh, to get in contact with others that you have the, the safety measures in place. So if you have a distance between people, you reduce the, the number of people in the room and uh, many others, so and uh, protective uh, equipment. So situation does not seem critical, but still, uh, you are leaving it, uh, so even that uh, you feel somehow kind of more protected, not so risky. Um, but I got to know, so we had the last week, uh, so um, a virtual meeting, so we need to adapt, uh, so our association had a virtual meeting to try to reach some uh, associates to try to understand if there are people that are being uh, 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 infected and if they are needed. And, um, Actually, in, uh, there was not a case, but we had uh, we heard a story that was not so nice. So some people, some people from uh, the risk age, let's say, uh, that more above sixty, they were not concerned about that. And uh, so, uh, associate from ours offered to go to with the dog uh, uh, out, and that they would not be exposed. And they were kind of laughing. And um, sadly, uh, we heard that the news were not as good because both went to the hospital internet and uh, we don't have news about them. So I think you cannot underestimate the risk. I think you need to be cautious um, and yes, to, to have the social responsibility to do your uh, role and to, to adapt, to, to live with that and prepare. 
Absolutely. And we always discuss in the show the three critical ingredients to scale that we believe are even more important during mm-hmm. wartime. Those critical ingredients are radical focus, world-class leadership, and the culture of execution. Starting with um, radical focus, so a lot of companies and a lot of associations or nonprofit organizations, in your case, uh, are uh, reassessing, uh, seeing the, cha- the, the context changing uh, very rapidly, uh, every single hour as we were discussing every single day now, I think now it's almost every single day. In the beginning, it was almost every hour we were um, making decisions. Um, so h- how did you uh, define it or how did you define the, the priorities in a very uncertain and always changing uh, environment like, 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 like the one we are living today? Yes, so at the beginning, so we decided to, within the association, to cancel our events. And uh, you're not as sure, as you said, Germany was in a good situation. You're not feeling that was so critical, but uh, we we felt that we have the uh, responsibility to to care about our community. And uh, even in a situation that was not so clear that would be uh, a close down or uh, social isolation, we cancel our events, we send, so we prepare a newsletter for our associates to, to te- let me, them know about what is going on and uh, what it, was our positioning on this situation, I will see that, informing them that we go live, that we'll do some kind of uh, virtual meetings that they co- can join us. Also, in this situation, we have been in contact with the, uh, the Portuguese consulate in Stuttgart and the Portuguese embassy in Berlin. So we are trying to support them to get some kind of uh, protective equipment and uh, sanitizers and sanitizers uh, that we could send for mm-hmm. Portugal. Because, uh, as you know, so we don't have as much as a chemical industry as here, although we are doing quite well and I'm proud of our uh, so people there producing right. a lot of what they can. But anyhow, so we are trying also to do here and we are in strong contact. So I'm calling people and I'm, I'm, I'm asking colleagues in WhatsApp or there, do you have some suppliers, do you know somebody? And so we put these in contact with the association. So we try to steer our network also within BSF. So I'm in contact with BSF uh, Portuguesa. So uh, to see if they can also manage to find, to, to get some also uh, hand sanitizer through our uh, site in Spain, because we don't have a production facility Portugal, but I think uh, we are trying to to make this bridge. So even at the distance, we are trying to to do what you can from here. And I would say that uh, at at crisis for me at least is not so difficult to to see the what is the urgent and important things to do. So I think uh, if you don't panic, you can define more or less clearly. Uh, so we just need to to listen to your heart and to 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 observe and to to get to know what is happening, and discuss and iterate and just then do what is the the right thing to do. And I, I I think it's sometimes instinctively to do it. I don't know. 
Exactly, exactly. That, that's a very good point and to not overcomplicate things and thinking about too many scenarios that will also panic our thought process and our decision-making um, process, process completely agree. And um, discussing a little bit still of radical focus and world-class leadership, because I think that world-class leadership, and we have discussed it before uh, in the show, it's about uh, also giving hope, also being transparent about what we are living. This is not easy. This is maybe a crisis of a lifetime. Um, but at the same time, there is life after crisis. And we need to live during crisis as well. So we need to stay optimist, to stay focused. And for our organizations, we need to repeat the vision, the mission, and the values even more during those times because this is the culture and this is the direction that we are going. And maybe as a social cause of an association, I would say it's even more important in a in a crisis uh, situation. Um, so. Uh, how do you keep everyone positive and focused uh, about the mission and the vision of the association in a context like this? Yes, I, uh, that is a really a good question and uh, a challenge question, let's say. <laughs> so basically, as I told you, it was not so long ago, so ASPA itself is a crisis because we, so nobody wants to, to become the, 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 in the command line of ASPA. So basically, we took the decision on this assembly and uh, to do it. Huh? So it needs to be courage to, to go for the battle. And this is one of the, the key, uh, uh, key aspects you need to. And even that you don't have the right people or the right skills. Huh? So uh, right. and that was the case. So we are six people. And uh, just Sophie had uh, some experience and, uh, uh, in the leadership of ASPA before. And we are all new newies here. And uh, basically, you're... You take this, so I convinced some friends to do it, and you are now learning by doing. So, we, of course, you assess them. Uh, so we just jump on this uh, this battle and we are trying, so from the beginning we start uh, doing our plan. So what is our priorities? You need to get the basics, you need to get the, the minimal resources to, to run the, the the association that is all the mail, all the social media, all some bucatic aspects. Secondly, you need to we need to have some some funding because you don't sell nothing. You need but but you need to do something. You need to get support. So we derive and we apply for so some programs, some new programs, and you apply for some funding and you got and now we are doing more things. But it's not enough and you need now to scale. So basically, you are an association, but. To, in order to grow, we needed to become more professionalized. You need to have employees. So, and this is a step that we are planning to do. And now the crisis a little bit uh, was jeopardizing our goals because the, right. the path forward now is not so easy. We need maybe to be patient and reinvent again in a short period, so, uh, period and reinvent ourselves. So we have some other ideas. And uh, so we need just, okay, if you cannot, uh, if you don't have uh, eggs, you find some something else in the fridge to cook and, uh, and you do it. And this is what you are doing. You, need, you, don't, uh, you don't get demotivated. Okay, things were not as expected. So we were trying to get out of our crisis and suddenly you have another one, but you are adapting. So, and maybe it can create some, 
some good aspects. So we are going now, we are planning to start going more virtual. So that would address one of our challenges, just to understand that we are in Germany located, we are about 130,000 Portuguese in Germany, but you are highly distributed. So we cannot reach all our associates. And this is our main challenge. And maybe before uh, we didn't consider to to go so much in the digital world. And now we are forced to do it. I think it was obvious to, that we need to do it, but we don't have the capabilities. Or, <laughs> and exactly. uh, now this crisis put in the way that uh, we already discussed and just uh, enforce the path that we needed to take. And yes. That's amazing. And uh, something that I'm seeing in, in another organizations is, for instance, People, the imagine that we are trying to go global and to new uh, countries with different cultures uh, in different offices, and having a leadership together, a leadership team together, usually is a is a big temptation for uh, an organization. So having everyone on the same in the same office in the same city. Nowadays, in this new context, it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, the only thing that might be a trouble is if the time zones are too different. If one is in the US, another one is in Asia. So this might be a little more difficult to collaborate. But if you are nowadays, if you are in Germany or you are in Spain or Italy or the UK, it's exactly the same. Because even if you are uh, one, one, one house close to another house, uh, it is exactly the same because you can't go out and you should stay uh, at home. So I think that this is uh, helping a lot organizations to have a much more global and local approach simultaneously. Do you feel the same? Yes, I feel the same. For, for one side, I agree with you, but you needed to see that uh, the associations also are uh, facing challenges. Just to bring the context, the typical traditional association uh, in Germany and maybe in France as well or other countries is that we have, they are local, so they are neighbors, huh? so and they build this right. They normally have a physical location where we go there, we play some cards, you have some Portuguese food, we have... Some Got food. it. <laughs> and then you are based in the typical uh, activities like uh, can be a football association, can be a, a folklore association, can be... So our traditional uh, things from Portugal. And um, so, but also in these cases, we all, we heard that there is a crisis, huh? and ASPA it was uh, uh, so it was formed in two thousand uh, in two thousand twelve. And uh, so it starts with a totally different concept. It's not a regional association, it's a global one. But of course, start uh, with, uh, I think, uh, in Berlin with a nucleus and then create another, another uh, session in, uh, in other regions. And our region in Heineke is the youngest one. So it was launched in 2017 by Sophia that actually came from Berlin and the initiate year. So we had already a Portuguese community, but unofficial. And so she joined us and then suddenly we became part of this new sector. Huh? Yeah. 
uh, in this crisis. So I agree that it's very attentive to be all in all location together and it was our decision. So our association, because also was the circumstance, uh, we needed to form a team there at the time in this uh, location. And so we were all from the same uh, region. Huh? So, and, uh, and this was what uh, enabled us to fight and to, to take the leadership and to fight. But as you said, we are now facing that is not enough. So it's very comfortable to be. And if the companies feel that this is a comfortable situation, but it's not the best for the growth. So we need to be uh, globally, you need physically as well. Huh? So, and for that, what you are now trying to, what you are now trying to do uh, is to, um, for the, the what uh, we are now trying to do is really to first be present in different regions, to recruit more people, to engage them, because we need that locally these uh, associations are alive, because just steering from a uh, distance is not enough. So people still rely on getting somebody that they know. So we, you need to play, uh, to play in both. So you need to play uh, regionally. So to have people, some kind of catalysts that can act there in the community. And then you need to steer globally these communities. But uh, if you don't make these bridges with the, the regions, we are not going too far. So and this is what living and feeling so this is our now challenge because you are very centralized here and yes yeah. we are becoming even more distributed and more local uh, a, a good um, example of that of that is that we are bringing uh, chinese scale up and corporate leaders for the upcoming episodes because they are kind of 16 weeks ahead of us so everything that we'll be facing in the next 16 weeks they've been facing in the last 16 weeks so this also this best practice exchange is is really really uh, important so stay stay tuned uh, we also add for for the ones who didn't recognize we also had marcel lu the president of bhf uh, canada on on the show uh, which is also some weeks behind uh, or one week maybe or some days behind uh, Europe on what we are uh, facing. So we have discussed radical focus, we have discussed world-class uh, leadership, the differences between navigating wartime and um, peacetime. We also kind of discussed, uh, introduced the culture of execution stuff, so how to manage an organization that it was much more centralized and now needs to be uh, more decentralized in, in the new uh, context. So what is changing in terms of rhythm? So the meetings are not, uh, I believe, in person uh, nowadays. Do you have any kind of uh, weeklies, dailies? So how, how, how is changing your environment in terms of rhythms uh, and in terms of uh, culture of execution? Yes, in terms of reason, so we just break our routine. So we do our normal, regular Jufix. We maintain the normal Jufix, but um, alternatively try to go out of, from the real world and uh, so to digitalize or to make a digital twin. So let's say we keep some virtual cafes and uh, times and slots that uh, each one grabs a, a coffee and uh, just have a pep talk with the colleagues and uh, some exchanges. We keep some happy hours, some virtual happy hours with uh, some other colleagues that are not from uh, so our other, uh, like let's say friends or associations, 
So we had a uh, um, uh, ladies' night before here, in, uh, and they keep it up because also some some ladies have moved to back to Portugal, but you keep it through uh, through. Um, so web conferencing and uh, so we keep uh, doing the same things that every, not everything is disrupted so don't lose uh, the social contact at all um, but more than that i think is um you you need to do much more than you are doing because you need to care not just for your family uh, for your uh, kids because you have the kids at home you need to to, to care about them to to, uh, to teach them, to, to, to give them support and to give all, uh, get them motivated as well. You need to care about others. So basically, don't forget the people that are in Portugal. So uh, uh, right now, I remember my family. I have uh, still my grandparents that are uh, uh, more than 90, so five. And, uh, and of course, they are concerned. I have my parents at home, so try to call them. Also, but also not forget people that are here and I, they are isolated, so our members and friends that uh, so sometimes they are single and also it's not easy for them to in this circumstance. So if you have some energy, so you do your things, you prioritize, but try to find some extra, uh, some extra energy to care about others, to show that you are there because uh, you never know, you never know who needs help. And just if you, reach them and uh, try to get how they are you get to know how good they are if they need to talk or so i think uh, the rhythm is more intense and uh, but it's also extraordinary situation we need to excel ourselves uh, to to try to to cope with everything and uh, yes try to find uh, if you are ge getting also negative try to find some somebody that uh, can uh, help you and uh, give some nice words and i think you know you are understanding so that um, you cannot as a society be so isolated or so egoistic and focus on our own uh, uh, goals and kpis we need the, to act uh, uh, together and protect each other and to be there for each other because this will be the success to go out and and then to 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 start back uh, back uh, again huh? absolutely that's that's an amazing way we and we come to the last question of the show and one of our favorites which is if you'd have the opportunity to come uh, eight years behind when you move it uh, to, to Germany. Uh, what advice, and if you had the opportunity to, to, to meet yourself at that time, uh, what advice would you offer to your younger self? So if I would go back some years ago, first I would say, um, don't focus only on work. So uh, actually I did that, but still I would reinforce the message. Huh? It is important, but uh, there are also other uh, priority things. Don't uh, think that uh, they, these things are always waiting for you because you have the tendency, ah, when I have time, I go to visit my family or this friend. or, And uh, sometimes you understand that uh, uh, some days are weeks and weeks are months. And, uh, and then you realize for one year, you don't have done some things or talk with some people. So... And I think this was the sense of, uh, let's say, the wake-up call that I had now. Uh, so 
that uh, never know because now we are isolated. If something happens in Portugal, it will be much more difficult to go there and to support, and so we cannot fly. And this is a little bit scary uh, that, that happens, but luckily, so I think you try to be in contact with others. Don't uh, don't uh, lose uh, the, the focus on what really matters. Huh? So sometimes we are a bit, uh, so focused on career, other things that you forget that. And Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Viviane, thank you so much for making the time to share your experience uh, with us. And thanks for being a great example in, in this crisis and inspiration. Uh, if anybody would like to support uh, this association and this cause, uh, you can reach out to Viviane via LinkedIn and connect uh, with her. And I'm sure she would be very happy to, to talk with you. Uh, Viviane, thanks, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Mike, for the opportunity, and I would like to say some few words for so to will listen. So, if you want to contribute, if you want to be part of supporting now in this crisis, uh, Portugal and the Portuguese community, just reach us, and uh, so we'll put in contact and try to see what is the necessary support. And I will be really happy to hear more from you. Thanks. Awesome. And to our community, thanks for being on that side. Uh, we keep bringing you the best of the best and the best tools to navigate wartime. And as we discussed it today, uh, don't forget to, to stay healthy and at the same time to contribute to the society uh, around you so we can be stronger uh, at the end of this crisis. So stay healthy and keep scaling. <laughs>